and welcome to The Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of The Scoop, Margie Eckelkamp. Today, we're having a conversation with Richard Dupton. He is Senior Vice President of Public Policy and Counsel at the Ag Retailers Association. Richard, welcome back to the podcast. Great to be back, Margie. Always a pleasure. All right. I know we've got a punch list of all kinds of updates that you want to share. Notably, at the top is a just-released EPA risk management plan. What do you want ag retailers to know? Just to know, obviously, that impacts a lot of our members. Uh, There's a lot of new requirements in this proposal that, uh, if if in a final rule, could have a major impact on on the industry. The EPA proposes an annual economic impact of $77 million a year. That may be low. Um, So a lot of their heat is focused on the oil and gas industry and not necessarily ag retailers, but there's things in there that will impact their requirements related to working with emergency responders, um, information provided to the local communities, third-party audits. Um, There's a whole host of other things uh, that they just need to be aware of. We plan to be heavily engaged. There's a public listening sessions for EPA coming up in September. Um, So we're going to send that out to our members, and we highly encourage members to be aware of the proposal and to sign up for those, uh, those public hearings. Excellent. You know, Richard, I wrote a story yesterday about atrazine. The EPA is reviewing some registration changes of that crop protection product. What can you share? Well, there are basically how it's proposed right now. It could uh, have the impact of eliminating atrazine from being able to be used, not following the data, not following the science. Remember the WOTUS rule covering a big map of what's going to be impacted. You can look at a map of the Iowa, Indiana, all these states where atrazine is important, impact over 65 millions of corn acres, sorghum and sugarcane. It will almost make it unusable given what their restrictions would be. And the the data and science shows that it's it's safe to use, been used for decades, an essential tool. So we're concerned about it and and plan to send out a grassroots uh, alert to our members to get them engaged. I know the corn growers and others are as well worried about it. And uh, we'll just to stay tuned. But um, as Will Rogers used to say, it says, I don't make jokes. I just watch the government report the facts. So this is no joke. And so they better uh, they better weigh in on this stuff or, or they're going to be losing a, an essential tool for modern ag. Yeah. So I know you also wanted to share a little bit of an update on WERDA or the Water Resources Development Act. Yeah, there's some progress being made. The Senate passed their version of the Water Resources Development Act. The House passed theirs earlier this year. So they have to negotiate out of the the differences. Uh, Both bills are are, are positive steps, bipartisan legislation. Uh, They've been on a roll since 2014 to reauthorize WERDA every two years. So we want to keep the keep it going. And uh, it's one of the few bipartisan things that needs to get done and has been because uh, it reauthorizes uh, essential infrastructure, water infrastructure projects for inland waterways, which is essential to move, you know, grain downstream and out uh, and then fertilizer upstream um, and, and, and improve these ports as well. So that's something to be on the watch for. And they got to knock on wood, get this stuff done uh, before the end of this year. No, great comments there, Richard, about necessary infrastructure for our industry. I do want to touch on, too, a little bit more about the logistics and the demand that our supply chain has right now. And we will get to that right after this commercial break.
Phycoterra ST is an award-winning seed treatment developed to supercharge your seed and the soil around it. Phycoterra ST delivers a unique mode of action by delivering a high-quality carbon source to wake up the beneficial microbes within the spermosphere where the seed first interacts with the soil. These microbes then go to work supporting germination, vigor, faster developing root structures, and stand establishment. Application is simple and Phycoterra ST is compatible with other seed treatment products. Are you ready to wake up the soil of your winter wheat crop? Learn how with Phycoterra ST. Welcome back to the Scoop Podcast. I'm editor of the Scoop, Margie Eckelkamp, talking with Richard Gupton. He is the Senior Vice President of Public Policy and Council for the Agricultural Retailers Association. Richard, uh, talking about the Surface Transportation Board, this is a group that you and I uh, have talked about before on the podcast, but we have some activity and ARA has an ask of members regarding some upcoming uh, just information opportunities. Yeah, the, the uh, Surface Transportation Board provides oversight of the railroads, which if you've uh, talked to our retail members and others are have a major impact because they get a lot of products delivered that way and you need it in a timely way during the key times of the season. But this bill would reauthorize that board, also provide has provisions in there to basically provide a level playing field between shippers and railroads when you're dealing with like demurrage charges and other things to so put them on an even negotiating level. And so that legislation has been introduced in the House. We do have a grassroots alert up at our website, uh, www.aradc.org, and go to the Advocacy Take Action. You can weigh in with your House members. Uh, we're encouraging as many su- members to support that as possible. There's likely to be a House Transportation Infrastructure Committee vote uh, this September. Um, so it, it may not get done. Uh, this year, but it could, you know, really sets the stage for legislation going to the next Congress. So we're trying to generate as much as support as possible. There's no Senate companion bill at the moment, um, but it's something uh, of importance to our members. And I was reminded at, at a, uh, the Agribusiness Council of Indiana meeting this, uh, that I was just at earlier this week, one of the speakers had a quote um, that Secretary Purdue, former Secretary Purdue used to use, it's an old proverb. It says, no food, one problem. Have food, many problems. So if our members can't get their input supplies delivered by rails or by trucks uh, and other means in a timely way to help farmers produce a crop, uh, then you're going to have many, many other problems. And so that's why this STB reauthorization reform bill is essential. And some of the other things like WARDA is also important to get done. Yeah, it was the subject line story of our Daily Scoop e-newsletter this morning was the potential for a railroad strike. What kind of insights can you share on that? Well, it's still a area of concern. There was a, uh, a some recommendations provided to the administration and, and to the parties um, earlier this week. Uh, so those are, I think, up for discussion right now. I think we're any of the final decision, I think they have until September 16th. And uh, so a few weeks here to try to work things out. The stakes are very high. Um, I think everybody realizes that. And again, if the railroads shut down, we have members that get products del- also delivered by, by truck or, or by barges. And, and you know, But um, at the, the railroads is one key, key component of a functioning transportation system. So a strike has a, a, a major impact, not only on our members, but American consumers, and and hopefully that will be avoided. We are appreciative of the Biden administration weighing in to 
to try to get this thing addressed and hopefully um, it can be before well before the September 16th deadline that's coming up. Yeah. Oh, well, one lesson that we've learned throughout the pandemic is one snag in the supply chain and logistics causes a big ripple effect, right? So every piece, every component is critical. And that includes our truck drivers. So I know you have been working on CDL regulations, Richard, for how many years? So what kind of update can you provide in terms of the apprentice or the young driver pilot program? Yeah, I feel like Sisyphus, you know, that push the rock up the hill. Um, that's what's dealing with the driver issues and hours of service ever since I've been with ARA. And we, which is, and we won't say how long that's been, but it's been quite a, a long while. Um, one issue dealing with the driver shortage, which is estimated right now about 80,000 short, and it's going to be growing over the next decade with retiring drivers, the aging uh, driver fleet uh, of, of drivers. You've got uh, a pilot program that FMCSA has launched um, for younger drivers between ages of 18 to 20. Uh, it, up to 3,000 drivers uh, can participate. We've encouraged members to, to look at that program and, and potentially participate because they need that data to show it's safe for these drivers to be able to haul products uh, in interstate commerce. Um, so we are supportive of that. We still want a broader bill called the Drive Safe Act that Senator Todd Young of Indiana has. Um, but uh, th this is at least a step forward. The other thing is we had reforms in the infrastructure bill that was passed last year dealing with the seasonal ag CDL reform program. Um, so that would allow another 30 days from the current 180 days to 210. And also you have the 12 month window of that program uh, go from January 1 to December 31st and not from season to season. So no overlap. Uh, FMCSA has told us that they are supposed to issue those reform proposals this month. So the clock is ticking. Um, so it has, after they do that and finalize it, states then, ha then have to implement the, the reforms. So we want to make sure this is done well before going into next season. Um, and, and we're pushing them to get that done as, as soon as they can. And hopefully again, the, the process starts here in August. So no pun intended, Richard, but we're covering a lot of ground. And I know that there are two more uh, points that you wanted to bring up. One would be around the COVID-19 vaccine mandates. What can you share there? Yeah, they still have in place administration, the cross-border vaccine mandates um, that, that are impacting the delivery product. I think um, also, you know, you look at just people just flying into the country, they're still requirements there. Given everything that's changes, all the changes in this, there's a big shakeup at the CDC. I don't know if it's changing the deck chairs of the Titanic or actually some reforms at the CDC uh, to provide uh, good information to our industry and, and uh, everybody else. But they need to get rid of these mandates. Um, as we've seen, you can now uh, transmit COVID, whether you have the vaccine or not, uh, and get it as well. So um, and the, and the versions that keep coming out are seem to be less um, less deadly, and that's which is a good thing. The vaccines we encourage people to utilize, but these types of mandates in place adversely impact products being delivered across the border in a timely way. So we're hopeful that those that type of issue can be resolved. The other thing I'll mention is the Congressional Review Act vote that was in the Senate on the uh, NEPA policy. It's a national environmental. Uh, Policy Act that impacts infrastructure um, progress, their environmental reviews, and the more hurdles you have related to a project getting started, the 
cost increase, a delay. And so the Biden administration had peeled back some necessary reforms from the Trump administration. Uh, there was a vote in the Senate to reject those um, actions by the Biden administration. It passed, barely passed, with a, but with a majority vote. Um, the Senate uh, passed that, which is with Senator Sullivan of Alaska was the lead. We're hopeful the House will take that up for a vote. We're not confident that it will also get a majority vote in the House. And President Biden, the administration is, is threatened to veto that. Um, so, But that is something of importance because you need the reforms on the environmental review for infrastructure projects. If you don't have that, then we're going to have continued delays to get these projects up and running and the costs go up, um, and which is not good. And you, you look at China, they're putting lots of money not only in their own country, but other countries like Brazil. So we need to keep our competitive advantage uh, on the transportation front. And, and so those are, those are things like, like this NEPA issue uh, that, that is critically important. Well, Richard, you are always such a great resource to help us stay attuned to everything going on in D.C. and the regulations and policies that could affect ag retail. Thank you so much for coming back on the podcast. No, I appreciate the opportunity. It's always great to, great to be with you. All right. That is Richard Gupton. He's Senior Vice President of Public Policy and Counsel at the Ag Retailers Association. I'm editor of The Scoop, Margie Eckelkamp. Thanks so much for joining us today. And until we are back on the podcast, I hope you all have a safe and productive season.